I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Final hour of the week for me. Buck was in Monday, Tuesday. I've been in Wednesday, Thursday, tomorrow. Michael Berry uh, from our great affiliate down in Houston will be in for you guys on Christmas Eve. And he'll also be in for next week as Buck and I will be back for the start of the 2022 year. But one of the guys who's been, I think, the most reliable in all of media, all of just opinion, for the last 18 months, he's Alex Berenson. Had him on a lot back in the day, even when we were doing sports talk radio shows. Now we got the Clay and Buck show here. Sounds like he is gathered around him with multiple children. Uh, is that accurate, Alex? It, it is. It is. We're in Arizona on vacation, and... Uh... My wife is working too right now, so I've got the three kids. One is how old are your kids, by the way? Uh, They're two, six, and nine. The two. Oh yeah, you are in the weeds, guys. Guys, this is not okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I love this. So I've got thirteen, eleven, and seven. And Alex, I just went downstairs and had to have a conversation with my thirteen-year-old, and I said, "Hey." We talked to you about how late you can stay up playing video games right now. And I swear to God, my 13-year-old Alex, I said, I told you last night you had to be off the computer at 11, right? You can't be playing video games after 11. And and he said, you, I said, you agreed to that. And then he said, and then my wife caught him playing video games at 1 uh, a.m. last night. And he said, well, you told me I had to stop at 11. You didn't tell me I couldn't start back up after that. 
So I'm like, well, first of all, he's in debate. He's super smart. Now I'm going to have to basically be drafting, you know, 18 uh, itemized contracts for agreements with him. Uh, but uh, so uh, and there's a lot of people out there listening to us right now uh, that are uh, in, 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 in incredible uh, parenting uh, stress right now during the holiday season. So uh, tell your kids that uh, that I understand and we appreciate it. And a lot of the people out there listening right now. Uh, moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas know exactly what that process is like. So, uh, well, it sounds uh, like, like your son should be a lawyer. Uh, like he's I going may, to, I may need him for this Twitter lawsuit. I know. I was going to say you might need him to sign on for your Twitter lawsuit. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but first, let's start. The last time we talked, I think some of the data was not yet readily clear what it was going to be of Omicron. Now we've got a lot of numbers coming out of, uh, and a lot of data, reliable, I think, although you'll know better than me, from South Africa, from Scotland, and from England. In your mind, is it quite clear at this point that Omicron is a less uh, dangerous version of COVID than Delta or the original Alpha universe that we got used to with COVID? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Um, the, I mean, I don't see how this is arguable at this point. Uh, you know, South Africa, the cases are, they're already on the downslope right now of cases. And, uh, and they have seen essentially no increase in deaths uh uh than they you know compared to where they were a month ago um they've had they their deaths are running at about one twelfth the level of previous peaks um and so and and they've and they had more cases more positive tests uh you know uh, to uh, last week than they had ever had so and and at this point we're now a month in to to omicron in in south africa so we would have seen it by now now, the panic porners, you know, the people I call Team Apocalypse, um, have been trying to make excuses. And it is excuses because they want this to be as bad as possible. There's, I mean, there's sort of no other way to read the way they, they talk about this. And they say, well, South Africa had lots of natural infections before. By the way, if that's true, then that suggests that natural infection is a lot better. Than oh, yeah. No kidding. Right. So which, which, which is something. But by the way, it's not clear that South Africa has had more natural infections, let's say, than the United States. The, the South Africa death, the South Africa death count has been very high by African standards, um, but it has not been high by U.S. standards or, or European standards in previous waves. So what that says is it's not clear that South Africa has had a terrible number of infections compared to other places. And the other thing I'll say is that you hear, oh, well, South Africa is so much younger, the average, you know, the population. Yes, the South African population is younger, but it, it is not so much younger that, uh, that it would explain this discrepancy. And again, the proof of that is that the overall South African death count, well, well, low, low to average, I would say, by European standards is high by African standards. So, so this is, I mean, there's a lot of math to get through here, as there often is when we're talking. But the takeaway is this. Omicron does does not seem very dangerous. It seems it seems cold like and 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 these are the numbers. But what you hear from the South African doctors and what I hear from people in South Africa who email me regularly is this is a cold now. I got it. You know, I didn't even bother to get tested because, uh, you know, because I knew I had it because, the, you know, I got it from somebody else who did get tested. It was a cold. It went away in a few days. And the South Africans are actually changing their um, requirements. They're essentially loosening their quarantine and isolation requirements in response because they they don't want to have to lock down again. They, you know, they, they have a tremendous number of extremely poor people. 
and they don't want to put the you know the economy into crisis. They do not want riots over food. So, uh, so I mean, I think there's a very good chance that in a month, um, you know, this will be close to over. Now, there's two there's two caveats. The first is we don't know whether if you've been vaccinated somehow. By the way, it's clear that if you've been vaccinated, you're not protected from Omicron. The question is. If you're vaccinated and you're infected and you recover, is it is it going to be the case that the vaccination somehow interfered with your natural ability to generate immunity? And so you can get this thing over and over and over again. Obviously, we hope that's not the case. The second question is, uh, um, you know, is it is it possible? And we haven't really seen evidence of this, that somehow Omicron is actually more dangerous to vaccinated people than unvaccinated. And, and I would say right now the evidence for that is no. But the overall picture here is a good one. This is incredibly transmissible, but it isn't very lethal or even, you know, uh, it doesn't even require hospitalization most of the time. It appears to be significantly less dangerous than the earlier variants. So the positive here is if we're trying to sketch out a really positive storyline, you would have a version of COVID that has now mutated into a uh, a variant version that is extremely transmissible, yet not very dangerous or deadly at all to anyone, and that that would, in theory, potentially finally end this COVID craziness because you would have a monster number of people that would have natural immunity and you would get that without the corresponding dangers of mortality, which we might have seen with Delta or earlier versions of COVID. In an ideal situation, that would be the positive, right? If we're talking about, I know we've had very few positives associated with COVID. Actually, I would say one of them has been, thankfully, that kids are mostly immune and or safe from it throughout. Uh, that, I think, has a, has kept some of us in more comfortable territory on Team Reality. You have three young kids I've got three young kids. They matter more to me than anything. If this thing had been uh, perilous to kids as opposed to elderly people, I think it would have changed the calculus massively and in a a really dangerous and scary way for many of us. Uh, But the positive scenario here, as you just laid out, is we basically might be able to ride Omicron into this thing is over. Yes. I mean, and I think there's a real chance of that now. Now, the people who've been so desperate to control our lives for the last two years aren't going to admit this. So they're going to talk about, well, there could still be long COVID uh, here or, well, we don't really know yet. And, uh, and um, you know, maybe uh, we're going to need another month or two to be sure. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to need to make sure that, the, you know, we have the numbers from the U.S. Uh, that, that sort of back up what we're seeing in the U.K. and, and especially in South Africa. Um, uh, but yes, I would say there's a very real chance that the scenario you just outlined um, is 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 going to come to pass. Um, is this the uh, most optimistic uh, yeah. you've been with COVID since when? I mean, I guess it's the most optimistic I've been. Uh, I, I mean, I was I was uh, I thought in the spring of 2020 once I realized what this was and wasn't that we would be able to navigate this in a much smarter way than we you, can. You and me both. So we were both sure. optimistic, I should say, in like this, the, the late spring, early summer of 2020 that people were not going to lose their minds, right? Like, And, right. and we obviously and I, were wrong about that. We were obviously wrong. But this is a case where it's going to be 
if this if 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 the scenario that you know that you and I are talking about, and again, we there's we don't know that this is the case. We're hopeful this is the case. This would be the equivalent of a successful vaccination campaign, right? This would this 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 would be the equivalent of what was promised last year with vaccines actually coming to pass. That there that there will be. Uh, you know, a, a very low risk of side effects and and no reinfections for you know for a long time. You know, it, again, one of the I guess one of the questions, and this is a scientific question, and I don't think we have the answer to this. People who are infected with Omicron and 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 you know recover as almost everybody's going to, um, are they going to wind up with lasting immunity um, against other? Uh, forms, you know, because there will be more variants. And if the answer to that question is yes, then we're truly at the end of it. Um, uh, but we don't know. Now, I think, you know, hopefully medically, this will give the Democrats that, you know, the, if they want, it will give them the desire, the, you know, the excuse to kind of back off everything that they've gone crazy about. But who knows if they want that? I will say that, you know, Biden's speech on Tuesday, uh, it was you know, I mean, think about all of this he didn't say. He said, he said, you know, he didn't say we're going to lock down again. He didn't say we're going to mandate vaccinating your kids. You know, he, he didn't even talk that much about the vaccine mandates. He said, we're going to send everybody a test. Um, you know, which as I joked today on my Substack, it, it, they could have said, we're going to send everybody a pack of Kleenex and it would have been just as important, just as useful. Um, <laughs> By the way, do we know, uh, and can you come back for one more segment? Because I want to ask oh, yeah. you about this lawsuit you've got against Twitter. But I want to ask you this question before we go to break. Is this virus, based on your understanding, mutating and spreading more rapidly than most viruses have in the past? And what do we attribute that to if it is? So so, so that's a great question. The, the coronavirus doesn't mutate as much as the flu. Um, uh, that, you know, which, which has not just sort of variants, but new strains every year. The flu is very slippery and sort of very quick to mutate. Um, the coronavirus really didn't mutate very much the first year. And one of the very interesting questions is, did vaccines sort of, uh, increase sort of what's called selective pressure to mutate? The Omicron strain is also very interesting in that it, you, there are many, many different mutations at the genetic level in the genome. And if you actually look at where it came from, it doesn't appear very closely related to Delta or what they call beta or alpha or any or or any of the sort of more recent mutations. You have to go all the way back almost to the beginning to see where its lineage is from. And that has led some people to speculate. And I, I want to be clear, this is pure speculation that, you know, that maybe this particular version, you know, also leaked out of a lab and researchers were working on it. And that's why it has this very, you know, uh, 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 so many mutations and why it looks so unrelated to more recent variants. But whatever, wherever it came from, whether it came naturally, whether it is also a lab leak. And again, that there's no there's no proof that it's a lab leak. Um, it, it, it appears to have been a, a good thing from the point of view of the public health and maybe ending this. Good stuff. Alex Berenson will rejoin us here in a moment because he is suing Twitter over his ban. And I am fascinated by this lawsuit. And I want to talk about that with him in a moment. But first, I want to make sure that all of you know, Tunnel the to Towers has been making the holidays brighter for our nation's gold star and fallen first responder families with young kids. For many of these families, the holidays are a tough reminder of the sacrifice their hero made for us. That's why the foundation's been giving away one or more homes a day since Thanksgiving and through New Year's Eve during 
its season of hope. With each mortgage-free home, the foundation is delivering on its promise to do good and never forget. For some of these families, they have the comfort of knowing they can stay in the home they picked with their loved one, the home where they made precious holiday memories. For families in a new home, they're creating memories they'll cherish forever. All of this made possible because of your generosity. Support America's greatest heroes and their families. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Inspired by Rush on the EIB Network. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, Are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on Christmas Eve Eve. Got a couple more minutes here with Alex Berenson. Appreciate him making time from Arizona, by the way. 
state where we are number one in the marketplace in Phoenix. Appreciate everybody listening in the city of Phoenix and surrounding communities. All right, Alex, you have filed a lawsuit against Twitter. I read on your Substack uh, the complaint. I'm fascinated by it. Uh, explain in a succinct way for our audience, which obviously is not filled with mostly lawyers, what you are suing Twitter for and what you are attempting to argue. Sure. So um, the, the complaint is quite long, and I will try to drill it down as, as best I can. So Twitter... Uh, you know, banned me in August. Uh, they said they, ban- they, although they never told me they banned me. Um, they, you know, they said publicly that they banned me and I can't get into my account. So I assume I'm banned. Um, uh, and they said they banned me for COVID-19 misinformation. Now, um, uh, I did not. Let me cut you off here, COVID- by the way. Your COVID-19 misinformation has all been since proven to be true, right? I mean, that's the irony uh, I- here. I mean, I, w- I would say that's completely true. So the, the tweet that they specifically banned me for was a tweet that began, it doesn't stop infection or transmission. Um, and then when meaning the say, COVID vaccine, yes, does not the stop. Yeah. I, and I, and I, I mean, I think that's just completely inarguable at this point. Um, so they, so they banned me. And, um, and uh, so, so, so fact, so what they're going to say which is what these companies have said, and successfully so in the past. There's a section of federal law uh, called the commu- there's a federal law called the Communications Decency Act, and there's a section of it called Section 230. And they're going to say, under Section 230, we have an absolute right to uh, to to let whoever we want or not want on our platform. And so and so what I've what I say in this lawsuit, which is correct, is Twitter is a messenger service. Twitter's in California. Um, California law governs Twitter. Under California law, messenger services must accept all messages. Um, it's a fascinating legal argument, basically that they have an obligation to allow you to share your message with the masses under correct. California law. That's right. And what they're going to say is Section 230 gives us the right to ignore that California law. Section 230, the, the, word, the legal word is preempts. It yes. is a federal law. It preempts state law. So what my lawyers are going to say is, well, that causes a First Amendment issue because it's a federal law that is that is allowing Twitter to violate my First Amendment rights under California state law. And California and, and, and Twitter is going to say, well, you know, the federal law supersedes the state law and too bad for him. OK, so. So we'll see. We'll see what a court says. Um, I, I'm aware that, you know, that these lawsuits generally have not succeeded, but I thought this was very important. And I also think when you look at the specifics of my claim, it's very clear that Twitter didn't act in good faith in, 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 in banning me. And there's an argument that even under Section 230, they must act in good faith, which they failed to do. So this is so going to be it, fascinating. It, I think so, and and I have what I have. So so the the some of the some of the issues are very big, right? And, and another issue that's very big is did Twitter act on behalf of the federal government? Because Twitter allowed me to publish a lot of very controversial stuff until July, and in July, the Surgeon General and you know and Anthony Fauci and the president himself started criticizing these people about um, you know what they were allowing to be published. And Twitter then changed its mind. So did Twitter act on behalf of the federal government? So these are all the issues. If you want to read more about the lawsuit, you can go to my Substack um, and uh, and find out more there. And I look, I hope I win because I think that what's happening with free speech in this country is terrible. 
And I think if I can't win, nobody can win. So outstanding stuff from Alex Berenson there. Encourage you to read his uh, Substack. Also encourage you. How about take possession of your future and invest in gold? If you think buying gold is complicated, our friends at Oxford Gold Group are who you need to rely on. They'll explain everything to you. And having real gold delivered to your home or having real gold as part of your IRA, just a phone call away with Oxford Gold. All you need to do is call them at 833-404-GOLD. Learn how you can have real gold in your IRA delivered to your door. Oxford Gold, 833-404-GOLD. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. My thanks to Alex Berenson, who is always fantastic. Encourage you to read, as I am, his book, Pandemia, How Coronavirus Hysteria Took Over Government, uh, Our Government Rights and Lives. Um, and I'm curious to see how his lawsuit against Twitter will go. It's a bit interesting indeed that he's suing under a California state law and the interplay there of federal and state law will be a massive part of what ends up happening in that case as it pertains also to what's going on with COVID. Um, we talked started off the show talking about the Supreme Court going to be hearing the case on Biden's vaccine mandates on January 7th. You heard uh, the details there from Alex, at least based on what's coming out of South Africa, Scotland and England. There is reason for optimism that Omicron, while it is going to spread widely and is going to have a great deal of uh, of people testing positive for covid, it's obviously, at least based on the early data, far safer than Delta and uh, and could lead to a rapid, hopefully uh, uh, more rapid end to all the covid hysteria. So uh, we will continue to discuss that, by the way. But Joe Biden, in his conversation with ABC News, David Muir last night, also said that there is the possibility that you will need a fourth covid shot, another booster after the third booster. And I think we told you that that was likely on this show because Israel is already doing it for people who are ages 60 and up. So if you got the double vax and then you got the booster and then you're going to have the booster of the booster. And I don't know when it's effectively going to end, but that is for different uh, virus COVID vaccine and vaccine in quotation mark treatments. Uh, By the way, as we were in the commercial break, I know many of you have been following the Kim Potter case. She is the Minnesota police officer who meant to pull her taser and instead pulled out a gun and shot and killed a motorist. She has been found guilty of manslaughter in Minnesota that just came uh, down. They just officially announced those verdicts during our commercial break. So if you've been following the Kim Potter case, uh, the jury there finding her guilty of both, I believe, first and second degree manslaughter. She will face years in prison over those verdicts coming down from a jury during our commercial break. Uh, As we come up on the end of the 2021 year for Buck and I, I want to just talk with you a little bit about what the experience of the first six months has been like for both Buck and I being able to be with you guys for uh, 12 to 3 
every single day. And it's kind of the way I wanted to close out the show. Buck was on with you Monday and Tuesday. I'm with you today uh, and yesterday. We're going to have Michael Barry in for Christmas Eve. I know a lot of you have still have to work. A lot of you are still going to be wanting to get a daily update of what's going on. We're going to have a best of on Christmas Day for you guys. And then next week, Michael Barry will be in. Buck and I will be back soon. But Allie, uh, who does great work with our staff, uh, and, and I want to thank all the staff uh, because when Rush passed, people had an opportunity to leave and go do many other different things. And almost the entire behind-the-scenes staff that had been working with Rush for a long time, they all stayed with us. And we knew how important and how big the shoes were that we were trying to fill. In fact, Buck said it well, I thought, in a recent profile that was done of us where he said, you know, there was a recognition from our boss, Julie Talbot, that any one person trying to fill Rush's shoes was going to be incredibly difficult to do, uh, which is why each of us have tried to take one shoe. And I got, and Allie, if you want to send this to me again, I thought it was really well said. One of the VIPs reached out to us and uh, and sent a message about what the uh, what the experience for her had been listening to this show and it was incredibly i thought gratifying to kind of put into perspective what she was saying about the experience that she had with uh with the show and i've put Allie on the spot now and i can see her rushing through her phone to make sure she sent it she sent it to me but what i want you guys to know is buck and i consider it to be an incredible privilege to talk to you every single day i started doing radio Local Nashville sports talk radio. In fact, some of you listening to us on our local Nashville affiliate, 1510 AM, 98.3 FM, started listening to me 10, 15 years ago on local sports talk radio, and now you listen to me here. And people said, when I decided to make the move, what in the world are you thinking leaving sports? And the reason that I wanted to come and be able to talk to you guys every day is I love sports. Rush loves sports. Many of you listening to me right now love sports. I'm excited, as I said earlier, to watch tonight's Thursday night NFL game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans. Sports are always going to be a big part of my life. But they don't really matter. They don't matter in the grand scheme of the world very often at all. A team's going to win. A team's going to lose can be happy or sad based on what happens there. But what matters in our country right now, for me as a dad of a 13 and 11-year-old and a 7-year-old, is seismically, massively important. And what I'm so gratified by in the first six months that we've been able to talk to you guys is I really do believe that Buck and I, through the platform that Rush helped to establish are winning a lot of battles for sanity on a day-to-day basis. And I got this uh, message from an EIB VIP that Allie forwarded to me, and I thought she summed it up really well, and I just want to read it to you guys as a way of saying thank you, thank you to her, but also to you guys. And here's the message that she just sent, I believe, today, And Allie just forwarded it to me during the show, and I read it during one of our commercial breaks, and I want to say thank you to her for sending this. This is from Susan and Al. 
Uh, hello, Clay and Buck. I want to thank you and congratulate you for doing a fantastic time carrying on the EIB tradition of Rush Limbaugh. My husband and I have listened to Rush for the 33 years he was on the air. Needless to say, like millions of other Rush friends, we were so saddened and devastated when Rush passed away last February. He truly was the greatest of all time, an encouragement and inspiration to us all, and a friend we could listen to each day. You both have done an amazing job continuing Rush's fight for all that's good about the USA. I think it was brilliant to not have one person, but two step into Rush's shoes. And the fact that you are a younger generation is sheer brilliance because you are appealing to the younger generation of conservatives. Our son is 34 and has always been conservative, but he rarely listened to Rush because he had heard too much of the mainstream media disparaging him. One day recently, he said to me, have you heard Clay and Buck? They are fantastic and are perfect for my generation. He listens to your podcast so he can hear you when it's convenient. He even set your podcast up on my phone. But I'm able to listen to you live, so rarely use it. LOL. We love everything about your show, from your commentary to your guest. You both make a great team and make your listeners feel like they're right there with you, just like Rush did. And we love the fact that you both continue to give a daily salute to Rush. He will never be forgotten. And you are giving us all hope and encouragement. The best is yet to come in the USA. Thank you and God bless you both, Susan and Al. Thank you to Susan and Al. I mean, I think that is just so perfectly well said. That's what Buck and I are trying to do for all of you guys every single day. And uh, and so far in the first six months, I know I'm speaking for Buck as well, we couldn't be happier to be able to speak to you guys every single day. So we got one more segment, early Merry Christmas. We'll come back, we'll put a bow on the first six months of the Clay and Buck Show. Excited for you guys to be able to experience Michael Berry. So we go to break, I want to tell you about our friends Mike Lindell. He's the inventor of my pillow, and he and his team have fit us for our own pillows and introduced us to their ever-growing list of incredible products. You can trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. The pillows won't go flat. You can wash and dry them constantly. Most importantly, they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike's offering his my pillows. Yes, the ones that started it all for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard my pillow for $19.98, originally $69.98. It's a $50 savings with the promo code Clay and Buck. Plus, Mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until March 1st of next year. And right now, you can get hooked up. All you have to do is enter the promo code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269 for these great radio specials. And you can get hooked up and you should do it today. Go to MyPillow.com, use the code Clay and Buck, and we come back close out the 2021 calendar season and wish you guys all a Merry Christmas. I'm Clay Travis and this is the Clay and Buck Show. Time slot on loan from Rush. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Final segment of 2021. I want you to know Michael Berry is going to be sitting in as a guest host for us starting tomorrow. We'll have a best of for you on Christmas Day. Buck and I will be back right after the first of the year. I believe January 3rd. Is that right? Um, I think I'm going to go down to Florida. Not sure 100% how everything is going to shake out. My wife is in charge of all scheduling issues in my house. And uh, as many people out there know... As a husband, you're sort of the uh, the least important member of the family, as I've said on the Travis family power ranking scale. Uh, I am uh, in last place behind both cats and all three boys. Um, and so uh, so I don't make a lot of all the decisions that are going on. So we'll see exactly how all of that ends up shaking out. Um, but this is going to be really interesting to see as we roll into 2022. I know that 2021, for so many of you out there listening has been an incredibly difficult year uh, with all that has gone on for a variety of different reasons, both business-wise, personal, professional, so many different challenges. But I feel like we started to see sanity returning in a big way in November. I feel like the story of 2021 in terms of moving into 2022 is what happened in Virginia. I believe, and I am a wild optimist. I really do believe that things are always going to get better. And I believe that if you look at American history, sanity typically prevails. Benjamin Franklin said, passions govern and they never govern wisely. 
We have allowed social media passions to govern our country for much of the past several years. Then we combined it with a once in a hundred year pandemic and our response to it has been a disaster. But I believe every single day there are more people signing up for team logic, for team reality, and for team sanity. And I know that many of you out there listening to this show are fervent believers in all three of those things. And I think the great masses of Americans are going to rise up in 2022 as we saw them rise up at the end of 2021. And I believe we are going to see a red tide, the likes of which we may have never seen before in the history of this country. And I believe many of the people supporting that red tide are going to terrify Democrats. Because I think what you're going to see in 2022 across this country as a red tide sweeps is you are going to see white, black, Asian, and Hispanic people at levels that you have never seen before taking up arms to defend the traditional values of America by running to the ballot box and supporting the idea of American exceptionalism and excellence. And that is going to be the overriding story of the entirety of 2022. And so while 2021 was an incredible challenge and it followed on the back of 2020, which was also an incredibly difficult year, I know that a lot of you feel like the last 18 months, 19, 20 months or so have lasted 10 or 15 years, but I believe we are seeing the dawn. We are seeing the emergence of a new bastion of American sanity. And if you think, as I do, that Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter 2.0, remember what followed Jimmy Carter, the Reagan Revolution. We are poised, and what did the Reagan Revolution do? It restored American exceptionalism and excellence to this country. And Reagan was wildly popular because... He believed that America was the greatest country that's ever existed in the history of the world. Right now, the Democratic Party, at its core, believes that America is an evil, racist, sexist, awful place. Americans don't believe that. Americans know that if you study history, there has never been a freer and better country in the history of the world than the United States. Individual elections can be wrong, but the overall trajectory of American life is embracing our own exceptionalism and our own excellence and not running from the challenges before us, which is why I believe that 2022 is poised to be one of the greatest years for those of us who value freedom and honesty and truth and justice that we have ever seen in the history of this country. And that is where we are headed. And I think from 2022, it's going to head right into 2024 and another shellacking. And the Democratic Party founded on the idea of defunding the police and everything is racist and America is a fundamentally awful place is going to give up the ghost and be destroyed. That is where we are headed. And that, my friends, is why I hope all of you 
will join us come January 3rd when we embark upon what I believe is going to be one of the greatest years in the history of America, and we'll be with you for three hours every single day along that ride. In the meantime, you've got Michael Berry to close out the rest of 2021. I want all of you to have very Merry Christmases and have tremendous times with your friends and family. I don't want you to listen to Dr. Fauci at all when he says isolate and leave behind members of your family that might disagree with you. I say bring them into the fold, welcome them with kindness, and celebrate the best parts of our year with the people that you love, admire the most, your friends and your family. That is what I plan on doing. One gift to you from me, the Tennessee Titans are going to cover and kick the crap out of the San Francisco 49ers. Tonight, my Christmas gift to all gamblers. I know Russia loved occasionally to put a little bit of money on games. My Christmas gift to all of you is the Tennessee Titans are going to win and cover in tonight's football game. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and I cannot wait to be back with you all on January 3rd alongside of my main man, Buck who is going to be 40 years old, and who knows what becoming a man of 40 might do to all of his worldviews. In the meantime, God bless you all. Thank you so much for supporting this show. Thanks to all of our staff who does tremendous jobs. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all of you. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.